Okay, so welcome to another episode of In Conversation with Danbro Business. Uh, we're joined today by Johnny Leach. Thanks for coming in, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Uh, Johnny is the Mayor of Garstang and a serial entrepreneur and businessman. Um, so we're looking forward to getting a few few uh, interesting insights today from you, if that's okay. Uh, I wonder if you could start by telling us a little bit about your background, um, what you do on a, on a day-to-day basis, and a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Um, and I, I hope this adds some value to those people that are listening and watching today. Um, I do a few different bits and pieces. Um, so I have like a politics piece of my life. So um, I'm a member of the Conservative Party, elected uh, councillor there, and also the mayor of Garstang. Okay. So that takes up quite a bit of my time, um, which is great because you get to look after the community that's entrusted into your care um, and see things from, from that point of view. Um, I also own uh, my own business, uh, Fish and Chips. It's got a restaurant and takeaway. Uh, multi-award winning may I add and uh, um, doing some studying as well studying for uh, a doctorate so um, yeah okay pretty full on then pretty full on well I suppose that leads into a first question which is as a man who wears many different hats how do you manage to kind of balance all that and juggle all that at the same time because you, you've got a family as well of course sure yeah we've got a young family I've got a three year old girl and a five week old boy um, and uh, a leader church as well thank you um, yeah how do I balance right so I'm a, a big believer that a change is as good as a rest that's probably something you've heard your granny say or your granddad say <laughs> and I think it's true and for me I, I think not just in terms of say time management but energy management yeah and I find that when I'm doing different jobs it draws from a different pool of energy so yeah. if I'm doing say content creation which could be writing a sermon for church could be uh, writing agenda papers for council those type of things that takes from one pool of energy but then when I'm meeting with either my staff or customers meeting with the residents um, that's a different pool of energy so I try and manage my calendar but I think okay if I've got business meetings I'll try and meet some people later or if I'm I'm writing at my computer for a while I'll try and make sure I see the family yeah. afterwards so it's kind of don't just always think about managing your time but also yeah. managing your energy realizing those things that really pull you down yeah and those things that, that fill you up no fantastic and does your experience in i don't know which came first chicken or egg i don't know whether the the political side came first obviously your faith has been with you all the way through but whether you, your capacity as a pastor came first or your business came first maybe you could tell us a little yeah. bit about that so uh, my business came first. Okay. Um, so I trained as an accountant okay. uh, with Ernst & Young, one of the, the big four accounting firms down at their headquarters in London, um, and got engaged at a very similar time. Mm -hmm. Got married quite young, got married at 22, and, and, and soon knew that I didn't want to be in London working there when my, my heart was with, with Hannah and in the Northwest. So I turned down um, uh, the job offer that I had with them finishing university and uh quickly realized I needed some money. <laughs> so my family have always uh, owned and operated businesses. So I phoned up my dad and I was like, dad, can you help me um, get, get a business open? And so that's what I did at 2023. 20, I opened um, our first business uh, and did, did well there, which, which then meant freed up my time to do other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then politics, I, I never got involved in politics in the past. I didn't really care too much. I did vote because I think that's important, but I didn't, I didn't keep up on, on the political front. Um, but there was another, uh, chap who I know who owned a fish and chip shop, a friend, um, who just got elected yeah. as a county councillor. So I, I just texted him, you know, saying one, from one Tory fish and chipper to another, congratulations. <laughs> and from there, he just took a shining 
to me, uh, invited me to join the town council and then the party and, and, and things like that. And, and it kind of spiraled from there. Wow. So yeah, the, the, the shop came first, um, did quite well, which meant it freed up a bit of time, which meant yeah. I had capacity to start doing the church stuff and the politics stuff. And does, so with the business coming first then, has that influenced, I suppose it must have, your, your political career and your, your religious career, if I can call it that. Yeah. So as it, certainly with the political side of it, there must be an influence from owning your own business to then working with other businesses within your sort of big time remit. Yeah, I think for anyone that's listening in that's um, started their own business or, or runs a business now, they understand just how important politics is. You know, with a click of fingers, Chancellor can drop VAT during COVID from 20% yeah. to 5%. That's massive. Yeah. For us personally, that, you know, that one thing helped us actually thrive during COVID rather than, you know, like lots of other businesses have to close down. Yeah. Um, and, and, and anyone that thinks that you can, you can get on in business without paying attention to what's going on at number 10, yeah. um, whatever your political affiliation is you need to understand that those guys really do make high level yeah. decisions and i'm sure you guys at danbro know know more than any anything yeah. that you know when an autumn statement comes out or when a new budget comes out it's yeah. action stations what yeah. does this mean especially and when there's seven in a month <laughs> as there has been recently <laughs> there you go um you know interest rates can be changed and and, and, and we need to refinance and, yeah. and, and and keep your head on a swivel so i do think the two go in tandem yeah. and i do believe that in the uk we actually do want small businesses to thrive and succeed we do want um, uh, commerce is 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 the drive mm -hmm. um, and the common government I believe want that as well yeah so you can see through the way they legislate for stuff um, the way they are open to to new businesses thriving um, you know personally that's one of the reasons I got involved uh, and especially young guys like young guys and girls fresh out of university bags of ideas bags of energy like I personally have helped two or three um, just just going out for a coffee and saying I don't think that's quite a good idea but this one this is a great idea yeah. and um, um, we're just, I'm so grateful that we're in an, an economy that, that wants businesses to start yeah. because not yeah. all countries are like that. Yeah. And you, and you'll be able to help those people by working with so many different businesses. You'll have a different insight than they could possibly have on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people come to the council and they think that you're kind of like, um, this panacea, this, this silver bullet that can fix everything. And you can't, you're a counselor. Councils are very slow. Um, uh, not a fast way of, of, of getting through business at all, but they are good at signposting. They are good at saying, well, here's a resource. Yep. Well, here's some training you can go on. They are good to, to network. So, um, yeah, we, we have, um, all kinds of, businesses get in touch. Some just want you to come and cut the ribbon yep. and wear your chains as, as, as the mayor and, 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 and open the doors for them. Um, they want to be cool by association. Maybe, I don't know, get that picture for the front page. Yeah. And others genuinely want help and support. And, and it, you know, it's a fine line what you can do and what you can't do. Um, personally, I think markets should dictate what businesses yeah. succeed, should succeed, not councils. But councils definitely should be able to help. Definitely play a part. Yeah. And in terms of the similarities and differences in, say, your role as the mayor and your role as a pastor and your role as a businessman yeah. what are the similarities there yeah particularly with people in terms of working with people on the you show. just hit the nail on the head yeah. that's it so so a lot of times people do genuinely they ask me that question like mates from the rugby team or or anyone how, how do you do so much stuff personally i don't actually think i do that much i just facilitate other people to do that yeah. much um growing up my dad always had this this phrase multiply yourself through others so working down in the city of London, you see these investment bankers making crazy money, but they're using other people's money to do that. They're yeah, multiplying yeah. their wealth through using other people's wealth. Yeah. I think we can do the exact same with time. Mm. Like I only have 24 hours in a day, but if I have a clerk and a deputy mayor and other officers on the council that have 
also 24 hours in a day. And I've got my shop manager, assistant managers, I've got staff and students that come in and work evenings and weekends. They've all got 20. And at church, you've got all these people that want to give. They yeah. want to run the youth group. They want to run, you know, the old people's groups. Um, my job is kind of just leading, just facilitating. Hey guys, how's it going? How can I help? What policies, procedures, systems that can we put in place? Um, people just want a bit of direction, encouragement, pat yeah. on the back, opportunity to thrive. And that's kind of where I see my role. I don't yeah. actually do too much hard work, but I try and help. <laughs> but you're the you're the conduit then, aren't you really, for them to, Hopefully. to, to move forward? Sometimes I'm a bottleneck. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that conduit's not flowing quite so well because people are waiting for a reply to an yeah. email or uh, for, for a catch up. But um, yeah, I definitely think, you know, anyone who's listening who's a leader, um, for me personally, like philosophically, leadership isn't getting things done. Leadership isn't getting other people to do things. Yeah. So sometimes we become the bottleneck because we're, hey, I didn't sign off on that and I haven't done that yet. But I think, you know, if you just delegate um, tasks, you end up with followers. But if you delegate yeah. um, authority, you end up with other leaders around you yeah. and they want to be there and they're thriving and they can make decisions as no, well. That's a really cool way of thinking. And I think from, you're obviously an older head on younger shoulders. You said there you started your first business at 22, 23. Yeah. So what, what inspired you to do that Get, rather than say come up north and work because there are big accounting firms up north yeah was being one of them yeah. um, and you could have you could have gone down that route what made you want to start your own business instead yeah so so when i first turned ernst and young down the second thing they did was offer me a job in their manchester office that i turned that down and then they offered me more money at their manchester office for me it just i couldn't see 30 year old johnny in that role so i didn't think there was any point in 22 year old johnny i'm quite intentional about where i wanted to be um now some people when they're starting businesses they've got um uh, really good heart motives they want to you know help the environment provide jobs for the community um uh, my motives were, were not that noble i yeah. just wanted to make money <laughs> and, and and so i was willing to do any job that was going to pay me the most money for the least amount yeah. of effort now that's i'm not saying everyone should do that but for me in business uh it's about the profit profit it's about the bottom line you yeah. know we need to keep an eye on that we need to make sure that's pumping so i knew at 23 i could make more money um, working for myself because I knew through businesses that my family had run in the past how much money you can make if yeah. you work hard and, 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 and apply yourself in the right ways compared to when I was looking at the career progression within that other firm that would have looked slightly different. And that was just for me. Yeah. Other people, it's different. I have other friends that are still with Ernst & Young now 12 years later and, and they're, they're thriving. You know, they're, they earn more money than I do now. They're thriving yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In, in, in their areas. But for me, that was yeah, kind of where I was at. No, it's refreshing to hear that because a lot of people skirt that issue but it is all about, it. you know, the bottom line is, is, the, is very very, very important, isn't it, in yeah. business? Um, I've got to ask though, why a chippy? Other than, <laughs> other than the obvious. Yeah, um, I didn't actually want to open a fish and chip shop. Okay. Um, I wanted to open um, a coffee shop. Okay. That's, that's always what my family had done. Um, uh, for anyone who's listening from the Northwest, they'll, they'll know we've got a big retailer here called Booths. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I signed this pre-let on this, this rundown, knackered old tin shed building rubbish we had to, we had to drop it down. But I sound this pre-let and I was going to open a coffee shop. And just at that same time, Booth started offering free coffee, <laughs> um, to anyone who was like a, a Booth's card holder, like a member. Yep. And I was like, you can't compete with free. 
Mm. You just can't. So I'm like, oh, great. I've just, I'm only 23, been married, you know, six months and, and I've already ruined my life because <laughs> I've got, I've got this horrible tin, tin shed and my business idea has just literally gone down the swanee. Turned down one and, of the biggest accounting firms in the world. Yeah. So literally yeah. I was thinking, uh, Hannah's mum and dad, they were not happy with me because uh, they thought she was getting married off to an accountant and <laughs> they found out that I wasn't. Um, so yeah, at that point I was literally like, uh oh, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, I, I thought I was onto a winner. I'm clearly not. I can't compete with um, so I just ran the demographics on the town and it was just racking my brain. What are they missing that could possibly, you know, meet, meet a need? Where, where's the gap in the market? Now, um, where, where I'm at, there's a lot of uh, retired old people um, and, 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 and they love fish and chips. I knew, knew catering. Yeah. Catering's pretty much the same whether you're selling tea and coffee or fish and chips. It's the same business model, just a different same processes. Exactly. So, um, yeah, just did that. And, and, and as I had the builders coming in to demolish the old building, build a new purpose built building, I then went to go and learn fish and chips because I hadn't got Scooby Doo. I never, okay. I didn't, I didn't know anything. So, um, I find in business again, this is a principle, not just for fish and chips for anything. People want to help. People that are further down the road than you, they genuinely want to help you. Yeah. So as long as you're not going to be a competitor to them, they're willing to share. Yeah. So I phoned up other fish and chip shops that were way further away from, from my shop. They weren't going to be a competitor and said, can I come and work for you for free for a month? Um, but you can come and train me. Every single one said, yeah, I worked yeah. in three different shops. I picked strategically, I started off in a small fish and chip shop that only did takeaway um, and was in a small like market town. So it knew it wasn't going to be crazy busy. So I could talk to the owner a bit more, learn a bit more, have a bit more hands-on through to the last shop I worked at. It, you wouldn't believe me how much turnover they had. And I worked at Bank Holiday Weekend there uh, and you know, they, they, they turn over more money than the local McDonald's franchise. It was just wow. unreal. And I just went in and I was just frying. So I was just doing one job. I didn't get to see the whole business, just one job, but I could see how you can do that job so efficiently yeah. and quickly. So I'd seen from how do I run the whole business through to how to, can you be really specific? And my shop somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. Um, and, and again, I think that would go for any type of business that actually people want to help especially people that have done it themselves. They know the struggle. They know how hard it is to get there. Um, they want to support you. So, you know, and that, that goes for, for, for any job. Um, go and find someone that's already gone down that road you've gone down. Yeah. Just send them an email. Yeah. Give them a phone call. Drop in their DMs. Say, hey, you know, I'm 10 years younger than you. I like what you're doing. Can I have a coffee? Yeah. I almost guarantee that's a yeah. No, absolutely. And it takes a, an amazing sense of initiative to do that though. That's not a lot of people would, would start off like that. And I think a lot of people would stay in the comfort zone of what they know. So did you find that difficult even once, even having learned the fish and chip way of doing things, <laughs> moving that forward thereafter? Um, yes, it is difficult as in it does take hard work. It did take a lot of hours. Yeah. You do have to persevere. You do have to put in the hard yards. But for me personally, the way I'm inclined, I find being comfortable difficult i actually find uh changing and learning and growing um is the fun the yeah. fun bit for me so uh, absolutely and as a leader so there must have been times when things have not gone to plan within your businesses and obviously with the council and other other aspects of your life so how do you how do you handle that how do you handle when things perhaps haven't gone the way you wanted them to yeah i, I think in hindsight sometimes i wish i handled things better um and that's why I still look up to people who are way down the line than me in business. So when something tough comes along, I've got people that I can phone up and say, how would you handle this? Or how did you handle this? And when this happened to you, um, because, you know, doing life on your own, doing leadership on your own is way too tough. Community is where it's at. 
But when you're the leader, you are on your own. You're, mm -hmm. you're the leader. So you can't always just say to the rest of the team, what should we do? Although that's a good leadership approach. Sometimes when it's of confidential, sensitive nature, sometimes when it might affect a whole lot of people, mm -hmm. you only really want to speak to them when you, you know the answer. You don't just want to produce the question. Um, and you, you, you just got to know in those seasons that you need to work harder. It's going to take more hours. It's going to be intentional about finding the help that you need. Um, and what that would look like, whether it's financial help, whether it's uh, management help, um, whether it's new ideas, whatever it is, it's going to get you through. Um, but yeah, I believe there's no such thing as a problem, only an opportunity. Now, things do feel like problems at the first instance. So you need to count to 10 and go, okay, so where's the opportunity? You know, we've lost one customer. How can I gain two more? You know, we've lost one key member of staff. How can I train up a new guy that really wanted that promotion? Um, and, and I think by focusing on what's the opportunity here, it kind of diminishes the problem. It's still there, but, but it mitigate, mitigates it a bit. So as someone who's experienced success from such a young age, do you ever get imposter syndrome at all? Has that ever been a factor? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big term, like imposter syndrome. And what does that mean? And it'll mean different things to different people. But there's certainly been times when I've been in meetings thinking, how did I get in this room? Yeah. You know, and, and, and people are asking me for the answer. And I'm like, I should be asking you, you know, yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. just making this up as I go along. And definitely in the early years, I actually was genuinely making it up as I went along. I didn't have an experience and got training in this area. Um, you know, even just simple things at the fish and chip shop, you've got staff that ask you a question. I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and you just, well, let's go this way. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, that phrase, you know, fake it till you make it. Now, I don't fully agree with that because I don't like the fake it bit because I don't think in life anyone should be fake. Let's be open, honest, transparent. People help those type of people more. Yeah, yeah. The more humble you are, the more help people will give you when we need teams to help us. But there is that, like, pretend to be who it is you want to be. So if I was this person, how would I act? And I would wear this type of clothes and I would say this type of thing. And, and if you act that way, you are that person because yeah. that person acts that way. So you go to a council meeting, you dress like a counselor, you speak like a counselor, you dress other people with uh, honor and dignity and respect. You don't, you know, just shout across the council chamber. If you are the business leader and there's a complaint, you put your best foot forward and you deal with that complaint. If there's a staff member that's playing up, you be the one that, that does that because that's what a boss should do. If you then, oh, well, I don't know, uh, you know, I'm not trained, then you're going to lose the respect of everyone around you. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say to anyone listening, fake it till you make it, but I would say start being the person you want to be. Start acting. If I was two years further on in my career, how would I act? Yeah. Say you're wanting a promotion at work. You want to become assistant manager. You, you are assistant manager. You want to become manager. Start acting like the manager acts because people will start treating you like that manager, like that person. So when it comes to your appraisal, when it comes to getting that promotion, and people want a, you know a business case why should i promote you sam why should i promote you johnny you know, i'm already doing the job mm. what an easy what an easy answer yeah. like, i'm already doing the job so you know i want to be a counselor start acting like a counselor people start treating you like a counselor and then when you come to elections oh, i got voted in yeah. why because i'm a counselor yeah so yeah so you think in some in some situations it seems like you're saying that it's not so much always about what you say it's, it's how you say it and how you project how you sort of project yourself onto others yeah man here's a leadership lesson for anyone listening young old whatever everything about you says everything about you if you think you don't have to brush your hair this morning people think oh he's the type of person that doesn't brush his hair well, he's not the type of person that I'm going to follow. Yeah. You know, if it's, you're not, you're not got the right shoes on, you're not got the right top on, you, you, you know, one of the things that I'm really trying to work on now is my weight. Everything about you says everything about you and people pick up on everything yeah. from the way you treat, um, 
the cleaner through the way to you, you sign off your emails. Everything about you says everything about you. Yeah. So you start acting like the person you want to be. If I want to be a person that, that treats others with respect and dignity, I need to start doing that. Yeah. Um, if I want to be the person that, that looks like I'm a leader, I need to start dressing like a leader. And it's yeah. that simple. And the people that turn up to work late and they wonder why they're not getting the pay rise, the people you know that turn up looking sloppy or you know they've gone an extra week without getting their hair cut, things like that. Um, now, I do apologize. I haven't had a shave today, <laughs> but I, I got scratched playing rugby on, 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 on Saturday. Saturday, Preston Grasshopper's they're dirty and, um, and, and it would hurt no too much uh, yeah no watching. no Preston Grasshopper's a good team um, so um, yeah that, that's that's what I would say so you start acting start looking start treating start yeah. communicating like that promotion you and want they're easy things to change really easy. for a lot of people aren't they easy if you're not willing to do that you're not going to do the hard work yeah. that actually the job dictates definitely obviously um, taking a bit of a segue, there's a lot of talk, obviously, about mental health. You must deal with that a yeah. lot in, 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 in your role as a counsellor and through the church as well. So how do you, sort of a two-part question, really, how do you manage your own stress and anxiety, yeah. given everything that you've got going on? And also, how do you recognise sort of poor mental health, potentially, with people who are under your care, as yeah. it were, in, in work? So... Um, as a as a personal hobby, I quite enjoy psychology, and okay. I listen to a few a few bits and pieces, and read some some stuff as well. And 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 the um, the date is in. The more you think about yourself, the more negative thoughts you have, and that could be for anyone, successful, unsuccessful, whatever you define yourself as. The more inward your thoughts are, they literally trigger the negative emotions in your life. The more outward your thoughts are, the more positive. So if you're ever um, feeling down go and do something for someone else ring your mom like your mom wants to hear from you you know say something nice to your wife take your dog for a walk and give them an extra pat and all of these things then increase your dopamine serotonin all these things that that, that give you that positive mental attitude now that's not always possible because sometimes you do have to focus on yourself if it's your finances that aren't doing well if it's your career that's that's not going down very well you do have to focus on yourself but it's 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 that it's better to give than to receive. The more outward your focus is in life. So I try and try and do that, focus on my teams rather than thinking, how does this impact me? You know, if something bad happens, the first thought everyone has is how's this going to impact me? Profits are down. Does that mean my job's going to go? You know, the council's yep. got bad press release. Does that mean I'm not going to get voted in? If you, if you're, have that initial how is it going to affect me try and turn it how is this going to affect the people around me what are they feeling right now maybe i need to send them a text message maybe i need to meet up with them for coffee see how they're doing yeah selfishly it helps you <laughs> that's one thing and the other thing that i say all the time i say this in church but but but, but i also think this in, in my personal life is life is way too tough to do on your own have that team around you. Yeah. Have them good guys that you know that you can just have a laugh and a joke. Yeah. Have, have a family, you know, really input into them and, 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 and try and get on as well as you can with your work colleagues. They might not be your best mates, but, you know, the more it makes work life so much better. Yeah. So, yeah, try and be in community. It's interesting because you mentioned, obviously, markets and governments and things like that before. There are things out of outside people's control <sighs> that, that influence that. And obviously, over the last few years, we've had Brexit, we've had COVID, we've had the current cost of living crisis and stuff. How have you found with your own um, enterprises and your own organizations, how have you sort of coached them and managed them through that? And do you have any advice for any other businesses when things like that, big societal yeah. things happen that you can't influence yourself? How do you kind of react to that, I would yeah. say? It's, it is really tough because especially, you know, you've hit Brexit, COVID, these, you know, you can't legislate for that. That isn't poor leadership if your business goes bad because of those things like, yeah. We were literally told to close our doors, don't yeah. go to work, stay at home, save lives. Well, 
how can I thrive in an environment where I don't even know what's going to happen? And, and for me, leadership is always being that one step step ahead. I always like to think of like the Tour de France. You've got that cyclist at the front with the yellow vest and everyone's following. They're the leader. Follow them. They know where we're going and they have to be in front. Well, with COVID, no one knew what was happening. Mm. The government didn't even know what happened. Every week we're tuning in. Boris is coming on the big screen. What's he going to say tonight? And it, can I go back to work tomorrow? I don't know. So as a leader, I can't be in front because all of us don't know what's going on. Yeah. So that, you know, was really stressful. Um, but the only thing you can say is simple is you can only control the things that are in your control. And yes, we need to look and be able to acknowledge the things that are out of our control because they have a massive impact. But then just think about, okay, but what can I do with that? Yeah. How can I lead well through that rather than getting ahead of it, be alongside people in this season? Um, and there are some people that really thrived. Again, you know, there are always opportunities in every problem. Yeah. I had the privilege of, of, of being at an award ceremony a couple of weeks back for a business that started during, um, just before COVID it started, um, exporting cheeses. Um, because of Brexit, all of the, the legislation changed around um, cheese is a, is a funny product apparently to export because, because of its nature and, mm. and it being a food product. And there's some really tricky legislation. And this company like said, well, we're going to focus on how we can help other businesses because I know these other businesses are going to struggle. I'm going to focus my time on helping them export their cheese. Yeah. Anyway, once COVID hit, these guys were all closed down and they, they, this company like exploded millions of turnover per month because the companies that were closed down were saying, instead of you just being a consultant for us, can you just do it? And we'll just ship you the cheese and you you get on with it and he ends up winning this this queen's award and an obe and he's exporting cheese during covid <laughs> and, and it turned out to be a big deal because of how much he helped everyone else i just thought whilst everyone else is licking their wounds this guy was building an empire and exactly and yes there are problems and I, i've had friends that you know unfortunately their businesses didn't make it through and it genuinely wasn't their fault but what else could they do? Okay, this business is now gone, but I've got experience, I've got expertise. How can I help someone else? How can I start something new? Yeah, um, yeah. just control what you can control and be aware of, of what's going on outside. Yeah, controlling the controllables is a, yeah. is a, a good takeaway, I think, for people, isn't it? Um, conversely then, how much time, in, in normal times, how much time do you devote to sort of forward planning, strategy, whether that's with the council, whether that's with your business? Um, and also, what's your advice for sort of people who may be feeling like the day-to-day -day is getting in the way yeah, of being able nice. to sort of cast that long-term vision? That's a really good question, that, Sam. Um, long-term planning, um, I wish I could do more. And um, since being on the council, councils are exceptionally good at long-term planning because yeah. you can't just make it up. You need, you know, a building project could be six years in the planning and two years in the building. So they're, you know, they're, they're thinking of projects 10 years out beforehand. Um, you know, road infrastructures, highway schools, these things need long-term planning. And I've learned a lot about how long-term planning can help. Now, the problem I think with planning too long-term means you, you lose flexibility, agility, you know, being able to move around and when times are tough, staff levels may need cutting and you can't do that as a council because you've got these long-term plans in place. Whereas a business needs to think, well, that might be for 10 years, but right now I need the bottom line to look better. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, yes, we need a long-term plans, but we also need to make sure short-term wins. Um, really important and the second part of your question which i thought was exceptional is is you know what do you do when you feel like you're caught up in the day-to-day -day running of your business and um 
someone once told me, you know, that I was too busy working in my business and not busy enough working on oh, my no. business. Yeah. That I was literally, they said that I was chained to the shop. So I was in the shop all the time. The shop was doing quite well, but my marketing wasn't very good. My promotion wasn't very good. How I was getting new customers. So my product that's going out looks great, but how could I change that? Mm. And and that was after about being two years in the shop and I was putting in hours. I was there all the time and da 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 da, da. The moment I kind of stepped away, was willing, you know, almost step out in faith, pay some staff members to do the hours that I was doing um, I could then start filling in these awards and, and going out and winning those and doing presentations about fish and chips and I represented fish and chips all around the UK in different exhibitions and things wow. like that you know one uh, did really well in this competition called Young Fish Fryer of the Year and things like that and I wouldn't have had that capacity if I'd stayed chained to my shop yeah so I'd encourage anyone listening you know important to work in your business work alongside your employees so they can see you carry the the values and the culture of that business, but also to be working on the business um, because that's when you can help everyone yeah. um, get that marketing out, get, you know, let people know the good news of what's going on, um, be involved in other things. Whereas if you're only in your shop, you can never see the bigger picture. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I think one, one of the questions we always ask people is what's your favorite thing about running your own business? But I think with, because you're involved in so many different things, what's your, what's your favorite thing that you do? Yeah. Other than your family, obviously, which yeah, I imagine yeah. is a given. Um, what's the favorite thing I do? I don't know. What do you get the most pleasure out of? What do I get the most pleasure out of? I love starting new things. So whether that's a new ministry in church, hey, we're going to start this new thing, um, uh, initiatives. And the other thing I really love is when, when something's a bit rubbishy and turning it into pretty good. I really like that. Like the building that I signed this pre-lease on was, it was pretty rubbishy and I turned it into something pretty good. And in council, we do that all the time. We've got a pretty rubbishy budget. How can we make it? better you know someone's going through a tough time how can we help them you know seeing things turn around um just because i think you can that it's 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 evident the work you've done sometimes we all know we put a lot of work in behind the scenes and you can't quite see the yeah. fruit from that but that opportunity when you're like ah i could see that that was pretty bad and now i can see it's pretty good yeah um yeah it's probably the thing that makes me more excited so when i see a bit of a project going on um a start date and end date it was bad it is good that's you know yeah. thing that I like no, amazing and look at, looking into the future then obviously you've, you've reached I mean Mayor of Garstang what are you 30 31 32, 32? Yeah. so looking ahead where do you where do you see that going do you, have you reached where you want to reach in your political career or do you, would you like to sort of take it even further yeah now that's a tough question to answer because with politics you've got to keep your cards close to your chest of course um, so I, I would be blessed to do, do whatever the party wanted or you know if there was opportunities going forward I'd love to pursue those but at the same time I'm not actively pursuing those yeah. right now yeah. um, it's been a real privilege to be the mayor and a councillor supporting the local people um, and I would like to carry that side of things on yeah. um, but what title or role it is you, you just don't know politics yeah. is a funny one no absolutely <laughs> that's fine um, and finally then, what, what one piece of advice would you have for somebody who is either just started a business or is about to start a business yeah um, the obvious you have to work hard when you first start out, like be present, like proximity is massive. Your customers want to see you because you, you, you carry the value of that company so much that, that it will just ooze out of you. You're proud of your product or your, your service that you offer. And then the staff will catch that. Yeah. Um, so just be, be present. Too many leaders I think nowadays are aloof. They're kind of like, that's unattainable. They're out there. We never get to see them. Like be, be present, especially when you're starting out because you're the one that's really going to shape it. Um, and then just get a support team around you. Um, 
ha have a group of mates that aren't in the same area as you because you're not impressive to them. Like sometimes you can get in your own little bubble and you think that this is a really big deal. And then you go and meet your, your, your other group of yeah. mates that have, have got their own lives and they're doing their own things. And they're kind of like, nah, I don't really care, Johnny. Yeah. That's so healthy. To, yeah, exactly. To be well, I don't, you're just Johnny. You're not the mayor of Garstang. You're not a councillor. You're just another one of the rugby team that's going to yeah. have his face shoved in the mud <laughs> and no one cares. Do you know I'm what I mean? Grasshoppers. Exactly. You're like, you'd be somewhere where you're not impressive. Um, but then have that support team around you that are in the same industry, that are one or two steps ahead of you that you can phone up and say, hey, we've got a problem that's industry-wide. How are you dealing with this problem? Yeah. How are you getting around this legislation change? Work together as a team. Yeah. When you know when supply chains suffer, you've got a couple of people you can, how are you getting around this? How can you do that? So I just say, work really hard. Be, be present. People want to see you. They've chosen to work for you for a reason. Your customers are choosing to buy your products for a reason. So be present. And yeah, have, have a team that are around you that aren't in the industry and have a team around you that are in the industry. Yeah. Now that being present uh, point is, is, is really interesting. And I know from working in this in this business, that's something that, that sure. carries through um, and is really important to the people who work here that, to have that relationship with the people at the top because it, it does help. And I've worked in places where that's not the case. Um, I said finally, but I've got one more question. So we, this is one that we ask everybody. Um, how would you define success, both in a, on a, from a personal perspective and in your, in your career? Yeah, I think the world we live in today defines success very obviously how many zeros are in your bank account how big's your car how nice is your house and i don't think they're necessarily bad things if that's what you were going for but if that wasn't what you were aiming for why is that what you've got caught up in chasing so i would say define success at a smaller level you know um I wanted to get married in the next two years. So, you know, I made sure that my relationship with my fiance was really good. And wow, that was successful. Um, you know, I wanted to get on the property ladder for the first time. Oh, and I did, you know, I got that mortgage. Um, I wanted to start a business. And yes, I finally got the URL for my first website. And we're going to go, you know, I, I would rather define success on like a, a, a micro level. Yeah. And then you have a, a life that's successful rather than I'm only going to be successful once I have the Range Rover and the million pound house. Yeah. Because... It, I hope everyone gets that, but the first 10, 20, 30 years it will take you to get there, you're feeling unsuccessful. And actually, it's not the, the day you get the keys to the big house that you won, it was every little step along the way yeah. helped you win. Yeah. That one promotion, that one pay rise, that one key networking connection that got you a new gig. So yeah, I would just say, make, define your success a lot smaller. Success for me is to eat tea with my kids three nights a week. Do you know what I mean? And you say, great, I did it this week. I was successful. Yeah. And those weeks when you don't do it because there's too many meetings, it's like, oh, no. And so, yeah, I would say each person's going to have different success levels, but try and do it more micro and intentional. Who, who is it I really want to be? Not just what do I want to have? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really nice place to leave it. Thanks very much for coming in, Johnny. Thank you for having you me. Time.